one thing worth mentioning pre-podcast okay is that people can follow on twitter at and that's when you would say what the at is for oh the yeah twitter. yeah it's at inverus oh see that's nice and easy <laughs> yeah it was available i was just like oh great it's available actually the first thing that comes up if you google inverus is the soundcloud page score hold on let me let me yeah. test this so it was to a google. good name inverus i'll test it inverus podcast stream of soundcloud soundcloud backtracks.fm castbox.fm you can get on all these places i've never heard of any of these but they exist they exist and you can listen to us on there yeah everywhere you can get podcasts except apple except apple because reasons we're not really apple people we're not apple people but yeah at inverus at inverus on twitter tweet us tweet us tweet us follow us and all that good um, stuff and like send us comments and stuff if you like us and if you don't like please us, not if you hate us go away just ignore us just, if you hate just, us just, yeah just keep walking it's fine you know if you hate us you're walking down the street just just don't even like not just walk past just keep on going yeah just pretend we don't exist you know yeah it's easier for everyone we're not way. here for all that hate yeah exactly yeah and that's the gospel truth oh man now i want to watch hercules i'm sorry no you're not nope not at all hercules is a great movie yeah i was watching it recently actually um just because i was like ah neve's not been here for ages so hercules hasn't been on this year so <laughs> is that like neve's favorite um so whenever she comes over she'll just take over the couch and she'll like go to sleep and she will just have hercules on oh my loop. god neve and sleep um so she'll be lying on the couch and hercules will be on and you'll walk in and sure enough it's just hercules <laughs> I love Hercules. It's such a good film. Oh man, so, it's great. So the music's fantastic. Oh yeah, and the gospel choir is like mm, just adds that extra dimension. Just so good, so good. I would love, I would love to have a gospel choir just follow me around and just narrate my life. Oh yeah. I'd be like walking into the shop. I'd be buying some shoes. I'd be like, <laughs> he walked. Into the show, and then they'd all go like, "Oh yeah!" And he bought. That's my soul. He bought some shoes. He bought oh, some God, shoes. Oh God, your voice is so good, Callum. How good would that be? That is not the life that I wish to lead. That is definitely the life I want. That's One what I thing want. I I had a conversation about this recently, but. What would it be like, you know how in RPGs, JRPGs and like, I don't know, just games, mm -hmm. video games, you walk into an area and music plays for that area? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, on first thought, that's like such a cool thing. Like, oh man, I wonder what the music for this town is going to sound like, you know? But if you're just in your house, right? If you're just in your house and your house is in a town with music that you really don't like, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to cope with that. Like... <laughs> That's a good point. Just like, um, yeah. Well, it's not really because it isn't real, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, because you don't you don't think about it, but when you're sitting there, you know, like you're in, 
like whatever game it is um you're in your like house or bedroom or base or whatever it always has that like just one little motif on repeat mm. i must get what if you hated it yeah and even if you You'd liked it move. like how, how it would get boring you'd get boring after a while especially when most of them are pretty um pretty short pieces mm. i don't know i don't know if i could get bored if it was just like weird ambient like jazz piano chords just on loop well i think the thing is if that was just part of life it would just be part of life if you know what i mean like you'd be so used to it by the time that you grew up it's a bit like oh is it hot in this country or is it cold yeah or or if you, you live know. in a city, you always hear like cars and like sirens yeah, and stuff going by. Yeah, it would just by. become like just background noise, and everywhere would sound different. But that would be, I guess, part of traveling. Again, yeah, everyone would be traveling, know. and you could like you could collect all the the sounds. Oh my god! Oh wait! <laughs> just record, press record on your phone. Your house. But then you'd get your house. You can choose what you listen to in your house, but it's only based on where you've been. So if you're one of these people who just doesn't travel, you're only stuck with like your local shopping centers music, the outside in the towns music, and like your school or works music. Yeah. Or just like you know, oh well, I went on a hike today, and on the mountain, this was the music. Yeah. Like it depends on how many musics I guess there are for how many different things. Mm. Or. Do you collect like fragments of pieces? Because like surely, like if you like kind of at the foot of the mountain, it's slightly mm. different to what it's like at the top of the mountain. Mm. So if you climb the mountain, you get the entire piece, like the whole progression of the piece. Um, and then when you come back down, it's slightly different as well. If you take different routes, mm. that reminds me of the way it is in near, um, like the first near game. Uh, the music in that game blew my mind because um. It changes. Like, you could be in the town, the main town, uh, and you're just kind of walking around, and it's just this really, really pleasant, lovely music. And the closer you get into the town, like, you start to hear... Uh, I can't remember if it's Devil or Popola that's singing, but one of them's singing. Um, but the closer you get to her, the louder it becomes, and the more fleshed out the music is. Okay. And then, like, there's some levels that you play... And as you progress, the music changes. It's really well done, though. Like, I'm not doing it justice with this explanation, but it is, like... Nier's just a stunning game all around. Um, it's a little bit slow in places in terms of gameplay, but should we start? I guess we must. Let's do it, Douglas. I know your Let's name's not Douglas, do it. but... Yeah, yeah. The Inverus Podcast. With Callum and Claire. Hi. Hi. This is the Inverus Podcast. I'm Callum. I'm Claire. And today, what are we talking about? We're talking about video games. Yeah, we're talking about video games that we play now. Yes. As opposed to, like, the nostalgic discussion we had about video games. Nostalgia will probably come up, I imagine definitely like, it's hard hard to talk about video games without talking about what you used to play as well as what you play now yeah uh, and i mean i've obviously i missed like quite a lot of things that i have played i walked Same. past my shelf and i was like i didn't mention any of that <laughs> well i didn't even mention my favorite video game of all time like at all not once 
um, which is ridiculous because the first time I played it, I was like six or seven. Like, Ooh. so that is nostalgia. Oh yes, I was trying to think of what your favorite game of all time is. Ah, I still haven't actually played it, but <clears throat> I own I you. own both of them. Yeah. Uh, you should play them. I They're very, them. very good. I will, I will refrain from um, doing Well, you so see right both now. of them. There's actually more than two. It's just that the first two are the best. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, so my favourite game of all time is Genzo Suikoden, which it's a JRPG. Um, the first time I played it, well, I actually, the first time I, I experienced that game wasn't me playing it. It was my big brothers playing it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I was just a little, little tiny kid. Um, and I think we rented it from Blockbusters, rest in peace Blockbusters, um, and it was one of those games that we played, but rented so often that we just, I think, bought it. I don't know. Uh, it ended up in our house either way, mm-hmm. uh, and something about the imagery or the music or something just caught me, and I was obsessed, like... And I've kind of just been obsessed since I was tiny. Like, I play it tons. I haven't stopped ever playing it. Yeah. Um, I go back to it, which is ridiculous because it's like a 60-hour JRPG. Like, you'd think, yeah, Claire, you, you've played this game. You know, you've got all, like, I say all endings. There's kind of only two endings, and it's not like a world-changing ending thing. It's like, well, the world state ends up the same. It's just the impact on certain characters is slightly mm-hmm. different. Um, but yeah, Suikoden, such a good game. The second one is a bloody masterpiece. It's like, I loved the first game, as I said, and I have a strong emotional attachment to it, but the second game's just a better game. Like, all in. The story, the characters, like, it just hits you in the feels over and over and over again. And it still makes me cry now. And like I've played that game more times than I can count. Um which actually does lead into the modern day because there was a Kickstarter recently, it's finished now, uh that I backed. Uh for a game called Aiden Chronicle, which is made by a bunch of the same people that made uh the first two Suikoden games. Oh, I didn't know about this. Or if yeah. I did, I forgot. Um, you may have mentioned it at some point and I just ignored it. <laughs> but it's essentially um, a spiritual successor to Suikoden. Okay. Which is insane. Um, but yeah, the, the first two games are incredible. And then three, I haven't ever finished, which is an awful thing to say. It's like, I'm such a huge Suikoden fan. I'm the biggest I fan. I, have, oh, I haven't played that one. There is a good reason for me not finishing three, and that's because it wasn't released in Europe for a very very long time mm. until they released the port on the ps3 um a few years ago now but um yeah and then there's we could have four and five which in my opinion aren't as good as the first two um and i think they look really dated now like i don't know i think c3 graphics from like the noughties age worse than old pixel graphics in my opinion yeah um pixel art hasn't aged as badly yeah it's the same it's the same thing you know how like movies and practical effects age way better than old cgi Mm. it's once the new technology is there you're at like stage one again as opposed to 
trying to get the best performance out of the technology yeah. you're stuck with. Um, so that, I guess that's where we got to with pixel art. And then again, you know, pixel arts come back. Oh, hugely. it's another thing. Um, another thing is the pixel art in those games. Like, see, the sprite animations, especially in the second one, are, oh, like, they're just stunning. They're just mm. really, really well done. Um, and they provide, like, so much character. Because I think that's the thing with pixel art is that it's for something so small and, you know, with so little detail, they can pack so much character into how they move and... Mm -hmm little animations that they do it's incredible I, I think it's a real proper decent art form pixel art anyway <laughs> we haven't actually told anyone what we're drinking no tonight. we haven't i haven't actually even poured mine yet hold on let me I've just i poured uh... mine it's sitting here um oh that was Ooh, satisfying it's a good noise i've actually got a matching glass as well i don't i'm drinking from a glint turret mask mask <laughs> Glen Turret make masks. I promise you <laughs> that I have not had anything to drink yet. How much have you been drinking already? None. Uh, it's mum brain. I've had a long week. Well, as punishment, uh, you can explain yeah. what we're drinking. Okay, so today we are drinking 10-year-old Jura, um, which I haven't had before. I've had Jura whiskey before, but I haven't had this particular one. Uh, I had, they used to do a 10-year-old whiskey called Jura Origin, mm -hmm. which is slightly, from what I've read online anyway, I quite liked Jura Origin. I liked it. Um, that's that's what I used to drink. This is, the, they've replaced Jura Origin with this, just called Jura 10-year-old. Um, yep. Yeah. Aged 10 years. Aged 10 years. Um, and yeah, but I am drinking from a Glenturret glass. Not um, a mask, no. Which I think my in-laws gave me. I think they gave us a few of these. Um, sometimes we drink wine from them if there's tons of people over. Because they're actually a good wine size. But obviously with whiskey you don't fill it all the way up. Mm. Or you do if you have a problem. I don't have a problem. So I don't fill it all the way up. Good. Thank it's you good very to know. much. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a sip. I'm going to take a sip as well. Mm. Mm. Ah. so good i've got to i might have to go put the bottle through in the other Are room we? Um, yeah yeah because once i once i finish one i'll be like oh that was really good i'm oh, gonna have another one could go for another yeah um a wee dram a wee dram yeah but uh i do have various other beverages in front of me just to kind of Make this take your mind off. Take take <laughs> my time with this. Otherwise, you know, mm. half an hour from now well, I won't be able to speak. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Um no, I, I, I do love a good whiskey. Do you know whose fault it is that I love whiskey? Um It is our grandpa's fault. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Um I think I I was about mm, I would have been eighteen, I think. But uh it was his last Christmas, uh, and he spent that with my family in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a it was a brilliant Christmas because as much as like at that point, our grandpa had uh, terminal ca cancer, he was in very Oops, good spirits, very much himself. Like he wasn't ill with it. 
um, at the time. So he had this fantastic Christmas, you know, great Christmas dinner, sat around watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> my family's idea of a good Christmas. But we watched Lord uh, of the Rings with uh, my grandpa and the bit, spoiler, where um, Gandalf and the Balrog are having it out um, and Gandalf says, fly, you fools, and then he falls. Uh, Grandpa shouted very, very loudly, that's him away, tatty, bye. Um, which made the film. <laughs> that's my favourite story. It's like, I can't watch yeah. The Fellowship of the Ring without like that story being in my mind now. Um, but yeah, it was him. Yeah. He, he brought this whiskey that our great uncle David uh, gave him, I think. I don't know the whole story, but it was the first time I'd ever had whiskey. Uh, and he was like, oh, do you want some? And I was like, aye, all right. May as well try it. Um, and I wasn't expecting to like it, but I loved it. <laughs> and ever since then, I've just been like, oh, what whiskey can I try next? Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Are you one of these people who, like who just likes every whiskey or are you um like do you just like know through trial and error like what whiskeys you like I and which like, ones you just don't i like a lot of different whiskeys i wouldn't say i like every whiskey like i everybody hates bells if you like bells i would like <laughs> to hear from you because i've never met a single person in the world who enjoys yep. drinking bells nobody enjoys drinking bells no that's a necessity for some people but not a pleasure thing. no you don't drink that on purpose that's the same. That's the same opinions I have of like White and Mackay and Grouse. Well, I think Grouse is I just don't. inoffensive. I think it's. I, I think Bell's is an offensive it. whiskey. If I drink Bell's, I just like no, that's not good. That's bad. Um, Bell's is the kind of whiskey that you would put Coke in because it's just bad and you need to hate that. But uh, no, I can drink a Grouse. Um, oh, I just can't do it. I, I wouldn't choose I just can't. to drink a grouse. Yeah. Mm. I would say my favourites um, probably Bowmore or Laphroaig. I like a good peaty whiskey. Oh! <laughs> I hate Laphroaig so much. You hate Laphroaig? I really despise it. I... You're not a smoky just, PT kind of. I, I I'm not not super like I don't mind P, some PT whiskies, but like there's just something about Laphroaig. It's too TCP for me. It's not TCP at all. It's sorry. It's, it's delicious. PT. It's <clears throat> oh. Or as uh, as I like to say, TCPT. Um, <laughs> it's um, I I just don't like it. There was a time we had a bottle of Laphroaig in the flat. I think it must have been there for years. You should have given it uh, to and me. I just kept, I just kept giving it to people who like just showed up as guests. Um, uh, there's one time it was used as a rolling pin. Oh yeah, I do that with bottles of wine in my house. I don't have a rolling yeah. pin. <laughs> I should buy one. We used it as as like alcohol cleaner, um, to clean things like a a cleaned thermal paste. Off, I off. cannot <laughs> believe that you wasted good Laphroaig. As a, a, it's not good. It's gross. How, you should have just mailed me it. the bottle. And I was gonna. I was actually going to say. I was going to say. Um, just before you said Lefroy, it was like, uh, yeah. Our unpopular opinion is I don't like. You're Lefroy. perfectly <laughs> entitled you just, you to that. You brought that up like, pretty beautifully. You are. 
but I don't agree. Um, yeah, oh, no, it is, and that's totally fine. fine. Like I, don't, um, I don't begrudge anyone's I like taste. a nice smooth whiskey um, as well. You know, it, do, it doesn't all have to be like all peaty and smoky all the time. I have to be in the mood for it as well. Like, um, and it's not something yeah. I can drink after I've had like a pint or something. Um, to be fair, I don't think I can drink whiskey at all after I've had a pint because it's a bit touch and go. Like the last time I did that was with your dad. Yeah. Oh dear. That's all I'm saying about that. Um, and that didn't end. Well, it ended fine. It was just the next day that was, um, yeah, not great. But anyway, on to the topic at hand. Video games. games. Um, what sort of games do you like? Like, if you had to say what genres you normally go for. I was I was thinking about this throughout the week. Um, because I was I was sitting there going, "What do I actually enjoy playing?" Because I mean, most of the games that I play now is stuff that you or your brothers are like, "Oh," or Stuart is like, "Oh, right, well, we'll play this." I'm like, "Okay, I'll play that," but that's really more for yeah, it's a vehicle for socialization rather than the actual experiencing the game. Yeah, so I was going through like in my mind, I was like. What games have I put like in recent years? Um, I had to I had to say years as opposed to months because I don't play that many video games just now. But um, what have I sunk like the most time into? And honestly, it's dating sims. I can't blame you. I adore a good ga- dating sim. I adore um, a good I... dating sim. I can't say adore and dating in the same sentence because then it... Adore could... dating sims. Um, between, well, I say dating sims. Like, dating sims and then, like, is tied with, like, JRPGs. Which is why I think in the past five years, the game I put the most hours into is Persona 3. See, I haven't played any of the Persona games. Um, Which is just JRPG, but dating sim. That's that's yeah. basically it. Um, I, See, I... I get my dating sim stuff from like Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. It's that like it's not quite a, it's not a JRPG because it's a Western RPG, but it's a Western RPG where you can have the romance and you can go out with the guy, and then in some Dragon Ages and certain DLCs you can get married, and it's just lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, One but... game I got absolutely hooked on, and it's all your fault. Lol. Is um, Mystic Messenger. Not League of Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to talk about Mystic Messenger. Um, but that was a very good dating sim. That was a very like, was just a good... The, the problem is, uh, at the time when I was playing, I was working night shifts. I think. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I was. So it was really easy for me to keep up with it during the day because I didn't have anything on during the day. Um and that was like my my day for like a few for a good few weeks anyway oh yeah cuz you have to it takes i think it takes a week for every single route mm-hmm. and then like there's oh what ones are there there's yusung there's um oh i don't remember their names jumin han who's the uh ceo guy um seven 707. Oh, yeah. Uh Jehi, who's the, the girl. Um, and then there's V. And then there's Zen. 
um yeah and then i think there's like a secret route at the end because i think the v route was like not available until more recently because i haven't played that one i was actually tempted to re-download it recently um and play through it again but i just don't have the time i'd need to spend the money on it mm. you know yeah and i'm like am i willing am i willing to sink like this amount this of money before... just for that one because i will admit the last time i played it because i was working during the day uh, I did spend a little bit of money on it, but I felt like it was worth it because it's a really good game. Uh, do you know what? I think it, cause it's well written. Oh, yeah. It's one of those games that's free to play, uh, but I don't mind like chucking a fiver at it because I'm like, well, I would have paid for it. Like, it's that good, I would have paid for it. So I yeah, don't mind. definitely. Whereas a lot of mobile dating sims especially are horrendously like, give me money, cough it up. You yeah. can only do it's, one it's, thing a day an issue with like the mobile market in general and it's it's really nice when you get uh a game that comes out on mobile and it's like just a solid game and there's like oh yeah if you could like give money for this as well that'd be great because mm. the um, thing is i i also feel like mystic messenger you can play it properly without paying for it I don't think I did. I don't think I paid any for it. But then again, I obviously wasn't doing anything during the days. I started playing... Speaking of dating sims, I started playing Dream Daddy. I haven't ever finished okay. it. Um, I own Dream Daddy. Yeah. I haven't started it. We should both it. play that. We should both play that and date different guys. Um, We should. Okay. Defos. Uh, but no, um, what, what I played of it so far, I really like. Um... I kind of want to get Monster Prom, which I think is like Jesse Cox's visual novel style game. Um, but I don't know too much about it. I just know it exists. Not and I'm like, hmm. about it. Every time I hear the name Monster Prom, I'm like, hmm, I should pick that up. I haven't. I mean, so. the art looks nice. I, I like the art. I'm a huge fan um, of that style in general. Um, mm. For animation games and whatever. What have you. Yeah. I, I do enjoy a good dating sim. Um, I was trying to think of what else I played. I played... <laughs> this isn't really a dating sim, uh, which is a spoiler. But uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, yeah, which I still haven't played, played much of. That. Um, since that one time that I started playing it. Oh, yeah, we were streaming that. That was awful. That was garbage. <laughs> Never, Never again. Never again. I mean, I will. I'll play it at some point. You should play it, but just don't stream it with me. Mm-hmm. Because I was drunk. <laughs> so was I, to be honest. I mean, yeah, that's probably why it was so yeah. bad. Anyway, um, which I suppose brings us into horror games. Like, I don't play a lot of horror games, uh, but Stuart, my partner, he is, like, mad into horror games. They're his thing. Uh, to the point where I've seen him play loads of them. Like, because um, I like horror. I just, I'm not... I wouldn't say it's like my favorite thing and I struggle with horror games because while I can watch a really tense scene in a horror film or a thriller or something like that and it doesn't get to me too much if I'm playing a horror game especially like something really really atmospheric like say Silent Hill 2 for example mm. I can't do it like it stresses me out it's like the tension really gets to me and I can't do it. And it's not that, oh, something's going to jump out at me. It's just there are certain horror games like Silent Hill 2, which is a fantastic game. Silent Hill 3 as well. Um, 
and to a degree Resident Evil, uh, like the early Resident Evil games. Um, I can't play them. Like, I just freak out. I can't control it. I die constantly because I'm just like, Ugh! and I get that that's the point, but I can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. um, me and Shannon started playing through um, Amnesia. Again, oh. the Dark Descent, which, I mean, I've played through it once. I've never played it. Um, I've seen a lot of Let's Plays of Amnesia because there was a lot of them going around back in the day. There was loads. Um, and you know what? I really enjoyed it. I did the like, first time playing through it because I was quite young. It did freak me out quite a mm. lot for the first maybe hour of playing it. Yeah. And then after that, um, it sort of like... I kind of just got over the the horror. I think every horror game should be an hour long. I think that's <laughs> that's where I stand on this. It should be an hour long because after an hour, I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's it. That was that was. I guess that was scary, but like, I don't care about dying anymore because I'll yeah. just respawn. There was a horror game that uh, someone who comes up in this podcast a lot, uh, me and Elena played. I say me and Elena played it. It was Elena's game. I played it. Elena played it and you watched? I watched, <laughs> but I did play it a little bit because I think there was a co-op okay. thing in it. Um, oh, right. Okay. And I think it was trash. Like, I think ultimately Obscure, it's called, for the Xbox, was kind of trash. Because there's this, like, high school thing and there's this group of high school kids stuck in a haunted school. Um, and I don't really remember too much about it, but I watched her complete it. I'm like 99% sure I did. Uh, and we had our favorite characters, and I don't remember who any of them are. Um, <laughs> weirdly, I know that Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal, like the voice actors, were in it. But I don't remember about the game. I just remember that those were the voices, because I'm a huge weeb. So <laughs> it's like, ah, the anime <laughs> voice actors are in this. Like... Oh, That's dear. Gara. Uh, yeah, total trash nerd me. But um, I remember having fun with that. There's a bit, I think, where there's some puzzle to do with an elevator shaft, and if you press it at the, long, at the wrong time, you die. Um, And that bit was quite tense and creepy. Like, it was really well done. Um, But I was trying to explain this to one of my brothers the other day, is that there's different kinds of horror, you know? Um... There's ghosties and spookies. Um, and then you have, like, psychological horror. And then you have, like, uh, body horror and gore. And that's that kind of horror. It's all horror. All of it's horror. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah. I do enjoy horror. I just don't partake in I it too often. Yeah. I think the bit the it's, it's one of those things where... Um... The idea of horror is really like interesting to me, and like I I really enjoy it, but I just never seek it out because during it, like for long periods of time, I'm like, <sighs> I went to I see like a horror film with your um, parents when I was about fifteen. Oh my! Can't remember why. We were at Grand's house, and your dad was just like, "Well, come see a film," and I was like, "I okay." So, your dad. And your mum and me went to the cinema in Linwood. And your dad picked this horror film. Like, I had no say in what we were going to see. He picked it. 
uh, we get in there and then at the like really creepy parts I turn around and your mum who's sitting next to me like curled up in a ball with her hands over her ears <laughs> and your dad's killing himself laughing and I was just like <laughs> what? what it's like covering your ears isn't gonna stop you from seeing it <laughs> like I'm so confused <laughs> where did her, her, her eyes open? open but her hands over her ears it was really funny. <laughs> oh dear. But then what? people have strange reactions to stuff, you know? Like That's true. Um But yeah. Moving on from horror, because that isn't yeah, the topic move on. of we'll tonight. Save that for like Halloween or yeah. something. We'll have a Halloween special. We'll have a Halloween episode, special. Yeah. Uh with with all these crazy horror things. Um a genre of video games that I enjoy and I have always enjoyed um, and it's weird because it's not something I immediately go yeah I love that RTS's okay I adore yes, actually, a good I RTS love RTS um, for a longest time okay ignoring ignoring Age of Empires right before, <laughs> before we go back back on a big yeah. tangent about Age of Empires um, oh lolo. sorry oh lolo. um <laughs> I uh I spent the majority this is the majority of like my growing up um later teenage years so kind of um 16 onwards I played so much StarCraft 2 right that was it um I managed to get to gold league on ranked um nice well I managed to win all my placement matches for gold league and then this is before you got um relegated down like a league after the fact if you were crap so i just got absolutely like stomped on and ended up you know with zero wins through the whole of the season or whatever but i was really happy i was like i made it to gold <laughs> um, i got <laughs> really super into starcraft with like i got just like mad at my hotkeys down um you know my my actions per minute was I was going to say crazy high, not crazy high compared to, you know, Gold real human beings. people. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was in the hundreds and I was like, okay, that's good. I, I might actually play that again at some point. I like Supreme Commander. I, la I loved Supreme Commander as a kid. Um, that was before I understood um, <laughs> how to play RTSs. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So I would just basically set up skirmish games right. where there are no enemies. And just build my build my empire. I did exactly the same with um, what was the other one? Uh, Battle for Middle Earth. I played mm. a lot of that. Um, that was a good game. That was a fantastic game, actually. And um, I think I, I should probably play that at some point as well. Oh yeah. Um, that's um, that was a really fun game. Mm. Um, very few RTS games, like campaign modes that i enjoyed like i just mm. don't enjoy their campaigns because really the battle for middle earth campaigns were really well done yeah but they were very very well done like they were well written um it wasn't boring i always find mm -hmm. like i know we said we weren't going to talk about it but see age of empires main game um mm. age of empires 2 main game i played all of but i hate it <laughs> i don't know why i yeah. played all of it I just find it really dry. Like, oh, you go over here and here's the objective and then you have all this weird voice acting. Um, the voice acting was fine. It's just the content, <laughs> you know? Like, 
Yeah, it's the same I had with StarCraft as well. Like, you've got to kind of go through the the campaign to get, like, whatever it is, XP boosts or whatever, some bollocks. And the campaign's just so dull. I mean, the cutscenes are great, and the voice acting's great. Mm. But, like, if you just gave me, like, a short, like, you know, um, downloadable, like, 15, 20-minute movie, that, that would have been fine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because the here are your four units. Now you've got to do this and like survive in like the fifteen minute battle um until help comes. Oh my goodness. You're like, okay. <laughs> but but like why? I can't be bothered. <laughs> no, um in that vein, like have you ever played like Sev or Populous or um, I played. I I I own Civ. I own Civ Five and I own Civ Four. I think. I I played like five minutes of them. Love, Civ Two. Um, I think it's Civ Two. Civ Two or Civ Three. One of those ones. Um, I was obsessed with that. We had that in the PlayStation One. Whichever one was on the PlayStation, I'm gonna Google this. I have to know. Yeah. Um, but I used to love playing like whatever Civ it was that I had in the PS PS One. And um, I've always loved, like, see the advisors. Um, That's two, I think. Yeah. It was, you would you would go to your advisors and ask them how they think you're doing. Yeah. It was Civilization 2. 100% Civilization 2. And the music gets stuck in my head all the time. But you could talk to your little advisors, and depending on what, like, era you were in and time, um, they would be different. And they had like one lady advisor and the rest were all dudes and they were all like the entertainment advisor was like Elvis. <laughs> so yeah, and they kept calling <laughs> you like, oh, your excellency. Um and there was like the, the economics guy, and it was just really funny. And the yeah. trade advisor. Um yeah. But they'd all like argue with each other and it was fantastic. It probably isn't. This is probably just like my memory telling me it was fantastic because I loved it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I concur, Your Excellency. I disagree, Your <laughs> Excellency. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, the only game that I played like in that vein um, was Caesar 3. Mm. Um, which, I, do you know what? I couldn't tell you if it was a really good game. I thought it was a really good game. Um, you and it's you know it's the same concept as kind of like civilization, except I don't don't think there's like no um, there's no of like modern day equivalent <laughs> of it. <laughs> um, whereas Civ, you know, kind of lasted forever. Yeah, so I guess Civ kind still of exists. Lesser Civ. Um, um, and you are you're kind of like stuck in you know ancient Rome time period. It's like civ but just roman um and you, you know obviously you're building your um times as part of the empire um and slowly you, i guess you try and like work your way up and become caesar i guess um and the only thing i remember from it is other than the fact that nobody's ever happy with what you do um if you run out of money caesar shows up and is like all right i see you've used a lot of money but here have some money um, and then you do it again, and he's like, mm, you're testing my patience. <laughs> it was like a really terrible oh, animated, like, 
thing and he's like swirling his goblet round. And then the third time you do it, he throws this goblet across the thing and he's like, how dare you waste all my money or something stupid. <laughs> and that's all I remember about Caesar's Three. Um, yeah, another game in that, that sort of style that I played was um, Black and White. Don't know if you ever saw Christopher play Black and White. I, I watched Christopher play Black and White quite a bit because um, um, I, I had a file of black and white in his computer and I loved it but see I don't know if it holds up I really don't feel like it holds up now I don't know why I feel that way I just feel like when I think back and I'm like oh that was great and then I'm like yeah but I feel like would it like, be great now yeah there was like but I had this like weird fascination with it Um, I had knew nothing about it I think on the same level that I had a fascination with Dragon Ball Z and knew nothing about it Um, yeah because Christopher was so into it, and and then by extension Matthew was really into it as well, and they would just talk about it. You'd be like, "Oh wow, this sounds amazing." Mm. Um, I actually think a, a lot of my love for video games and stuff probably comes from talking to your family about video games. But video games was huge for us. Like, yeah. um... it was like a massive thing in your house. Oh yeah, like we were massively obsessed with it. Um, but we we grew up around that, you know. Like I was born into a house with like an Amiga, and when the PlayStation came out, uh, I'm pretty sure it got rented. Like we rented it from Blockbusters a couple times, and then we bought one. Um, and then because it wasn't just like oh we had a PlayStation and a few games, we used to go to Blockbuster every single week. And we'd maybe rent two video games. For reference, it's not like there was like two of us in our house. Like, I have five brothers. Yeah, so two video household. games between six kids. Not an awful lot, you know, between so many. Um, and we were only allowed to play for between half an hour to an hour every day or two days. Because there were so many of us, not everybody could get a shot in the same day. Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure there was some mega fallings out so for that. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like such a, a punishment as well. It was like if you did something bad, it was like, oh, well, you're not playing. That's it. No no PlayStation. Um, Which I think is hilarious because I thought that was evil and bad. How dare you take away my PlayStation time? Because none of us had a, a console or a TV in our rooms. Like, mm. it was all communal. Like, we all had to share. Yeah. Um, we had video games that belonged to specific people and you couldn't play without asking. But, um, like, I think it's really funny now because I have an eight-year-old son and that's what, you know, and he plays way less than I did. Like, I think in today's culture, we kind of understand that being on a screen for too long is not great. Like, you kind of want to make them go outside and play. Um, but, I mean, we're in a pandemic now, so that's a lot more difficult can't really i mean kids under 12 can hang out with their pals but uh only outside <laughs> yeah um and we're coming into winter time so it's not the best time yeah, of the year for being outside all the time a bit pants but yeah so like for me that's kind of come full circle where i've been like oh how dare they not let me play i just want to play my game to me saying right if you don't behave that's it you know because he plays on a saturday morning unless we're like out doing something where he plays on a saturday morning that's his time mm -hmm. um he doesn't watch saturday morning cartoons with the rise of netflix you know it's yes. all video games um saturday morning he's video the games only person 
Anna a house that has a switch. Like, he has a switch light and it's his. And I have never played a switch in my... Well, that's a lie. My brother brought a switch over a couple times. But I don't own a switch. Mm -hmm. Like... Even I own a switch. that's bizarre. I know. Um, like, it's bizarre because I still I don't have bought... a controller for it, but... <laughs> I've bought, um... Every new DS that's come out, you know... I have a 3DS in the house. I have a 2DS in the house. Um, and then when the Switch came out, it was like, oh, well, I feel like this is for my kid. I want one. I wouldn't say no to one. It's just... It's the first console that I bought for him, if you know what I mean. Which I think is a bit of a milestone because it was the first console in the house that that's just his, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I don't play a lot of Nintendo games. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't play a lot of games anyway. The only reason mm. I bought the Switch is because, um, well, Christopher had it and he gave me a very good deal on it. Mm. <laughs> Something that um, we, as we grew up at the sort of time where handheld consoles were at their peak. Oh yeah, they were, they were starting to become a huge big deal. Um, yeah, um, well, you know, like the, I suppose when the first DS came out. Um, I mean, before you know, the, that, like the XP, yeah, the the Game Boy Advance, like we had the Game Boy. Uh, my my two older brothers had the big grey bricks. Uh, yeah, um, I actually and got I a had a Game Boy Pocket from one of your brothers. Of oh the... really? Yeah. So I think I think it was when the Game Boy Advance came out. Um, I can't I can't remember who gave it to me, but um. Yeah, I got the the hand me down of the the big grey brick. I still have it. It still works. Well, of course um, it does because it's of course it still from works. then. Like everything from then, like mobile phones from back then still work. <laughs> like Game Boy, it'll take a bullet and it'll be fine. Yeah, they built um, them to last back in the day. They did. Uh, there's actually there was. I was watching a video recently of um, someone who set fire to the original Game Boy and it still worked. After, and I was like, <laughs> doesn't oh surprise God. me. Doesn't surprise Why? me. Why? But yeah, um, I had a Game Boy Pocket, and then I got the Game Boy Advance SP, like the little square mm -hmm. one that folds. Uh, I still have that; it still works, and I still love it. I play Metroid Fusion on it all the time. Because uh, the good thing about that was I had the backlight. Yeah. Because the Game Boy Advance, you had to have a really sunny day, <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, ev or everything one of those like little... before that, uh, essentially, because you've got the. Yeah, you had to have a really sunny day, or one of those like clip-on lamps. <laughs> The With lamp the magnifying, magnifying glass. glass combo thing, yeah, yeah. classic, um, brilliant. Yeah, and then I got a, a DS light, but I mentioned that I've mentioned that in every single podcast. I have a <laughs> DS light. I don't anymore. It broke. Um, oh no! Hinges, hinges are a bad idea. That's the thing. When as soon as you incorporate moving parts into something, the like, the longevity of it decreases dramatically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which will be interesting to see with, um, you know, like, phones with their mechanical selfie um, cameras. Well, I already think smartphones don't last. They just don't. No, um, they don't. This is the longest smartphone I've had, and it's, like, what, almost four, and it's starting to do weird stuff. Like... Yeah, I mean, this is the longest I've had a like the, a smartphone continuously, and the only reason it's lasted this long is because I decided to learn how to replace the screen myself and replace the cameras myself and thingy. Because I I bought mm. it second hand, 
because I refuse to buy a brand new phone because brand new phones are extortionate. Well, I don't like because uh, I was on an EE contract, Orange before it was EE. Back in the ah, oh, uh, I, I don't miss Orange actually, but that's not the point. <laughs> I miss the um, I don't know. There's a, a sort of thing with it's the same with Woolies. It's like you can easily go to Wilkinson's or if you're on the mainland, um, and it does pretty much the same thing as Woolies did. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's part of a world that you lived in yeah and it's gone i don't know there's just something about I it because the... you know like the old the old orange wednesdays or like the future's bright the future's orange and um, the two Doesn't free exist. cinema tickets um with your orange contract it was, uh, buy one get one free buy one get one yeah. free yeah um orange wednesdays but um i think and uh, there there is the big thing especially now with like um, mobile phone companies as well is the Back then, Orange was a separate company. T-Mobile was a separate company. Vodafone was a separate company. Um, I guess when O2 came onto the scene, O2 was a separate company. Now, you know... Um, BT Cellnet. BT Cellnet. <laughs> now, um, well, Orange doesn't exist anymore, but Orange and T-Mobile had their merger. Yeah, they merged and became EE. And now BT uh, owns EE. Man. Um, and you're like... Okay, so basically... It's all the same thing. It's all just like one or two companies now. Um, as opposed to there was all these companies and they're all fighting to give you like enticing things to come and join their network. But uh, but now it's like, you know, you've got you've got two. You know, like in the States, you've got like, what is it? Um, Verizon and the other one. Yeah. Uh, is it AT&T? Is that what it AT &T, is? AT&T, that's the one. AT&T and Verizon. It's like your two options, really. Anything else is there. Yeah. But this is why, like, um, I get my phone through GifGaf now, which is why I haven't replaced my phone because I was like, well, I don't want to be tied to a contract. Um, like, I can't be bothered with that. And my phone still works. I may as well just get something that I'm paying for month to month. I can cancel it any time. This isn't an advert. We're not being sponsored. <laughs> Um, but, but if you wish to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome to it. Contract, yeah, please. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they don't do contract, Callum. Uh, you oh, can yeah, okay. you can pay off a phone with them. Like you can take out a loan and pay off a phone for them. You can buy a phone outright. Okay. Um, and you can just get a SIM card, which is what I do. Yeah. And you just pay it off month to month, and it's great. See, I would do I would do something like that. I would go with one of these kind of like offshoot like brands but because of where i live oh yeah yeah it's a nightmare. signal doesn't exist where i live i live in the arse end of nowhere um so i what i actually do is i i, I just went i've got a bt sim just now because it just comes out of my internet bill oh nice um so i, I just pay for everything at once i pay for my internet my phone and my tv even though i don't have any aerial so i probably shouldn't be paying for tv because no. i don't have tv <laughs> But because it's, you know, whatever it is, a 12-month contract, um, I'm stuck with it for the next few months. But regardless, that's got nothing to do with video games. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've talked about... What have we talked about? We talked about visual novels. We mentioned JRPGs, mm -hmm. RTSs. RTSs. If you look at, like, your like desktop right now, 
mm-hmm. or your Steam library. Where I was going to say desktop. Desktop's by example mm-hmm. for me because I've got nothing on my desktop. Your Steam That's library. That's not true for me. I have certain things on my desktop. But like the things that you've got quick access to, what is like the top three games that you are likely to just like jump in? And play, <clears throat> excluding Dragon Age. Well, that's a shame because the first, my top three are Dragon Age 1, Dragon Age 2, and Dragon Age 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I mean Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, and Dragon Age Inquisition. But um, yeah, it's just Dragon Age. Dragon Age all the way down. Um, that's not true. I also really enjoy Mass Effect. As I said, oh, like yeah, I just, yeah. I really like Bioware stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain things that they've done I don't like. Like, I hated Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, and it wasn't the bugginess or whatever. I just could... I wasn't feeling it, you know? And the longer I played, the more uncomfortable I was with the idea that people would just be like, oh, it's going to take us, like, 45,000 years to go over there and we'll go in cryosleep. Let's go to that planet over there that we can't actually see and we don't know what's going in that on in that galaxy so that we can escape the Reapers. Like, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like colonization. I'm very uncomfortable with it. Um, because as much as they were like, oh, from a distance, these planets are uninhabited. It's like, but you don't know who lives there. Like, you can't just wander on in. Oh, we can. And we will. Um, yeah. It um, just, I hate it. <laughs> I was thinking about this last time we were, talk- we were talking about Bioware games in the Nostalgia episode. Um, and we were talking about there is a... A bioweariness mm. of like, oh, for sure, like Kotor and Dragon Age, as I said. Dragon Age, and I was trying not, to think of what it was. They're not the same games. No, they're not the same but... games at all. And I think what it is, and it... obviously you can chime in. Um, <laughs> I think what it is is it. They're built in such a way that although you're just going through like the the storyline that you're like doing there is the storyline in the games whatever that you're doing based on your choices at the start or whatever but there is through the whole thing um i don't know about dragon age obviously but um through the whole game you have this idea of there are like loads of stuff going on in the rest of the world, yeah, or the rest of the galaxy or whatever. There is this living, breathing, um, place that's just like well, that's just like moving on, as if like you, if you weren't there, um, things would still be going on. So if I'm not on Tatooine, things on Tatooine are happening, and you feel like they're happening, even though, yeah. That's... It's a game and things don't progress if you don't progress the story. I think that's where I feel like, um, especially with, with KOTOR and actually, you know what, Baldur's Gate as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Baldur's Gate feels like again, it's I, in I that world. About... Um, but Dragon Age, I think, does feel that way. And I think that's why like you have the RPG offshoot. Because there's mm-hmm. all these other countries and you, like Tevinter is like such an enigma. And I think... The fourth game is going to be set in Tevinter. That's the whole theory. But Tevinter is this enigma country because it's not like the rest of the human sort of reigned places. It's like this place where mages are in charge and, you know, magic is a great thing to have. Um, And it's not like anybody, anywhere else. Um, So when you meet characters who come from Tevinter, you're like, oh my God, like they come from Tevinter. And that adds to this, like, feeling that the whole world is going on 
you know, regardless of your presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah. they add to that, there's it's a terrible DLC. I hate it. But um, there's a DLC for Origins called Darkspawn Chronicle. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's the one where it shows you from the perspective of the Darkspawn what would have happened if you weren't there. Um, and that's like... It takes a bit to get to that point, but mm-hmm. you realize that those characters still got together and did the thing or attempted to do the thing, even though you weren't there. Um, and that gives you this sort of perspective of, well, yeah. you know, um, this I world think that's exists. Probably, yeah, that's probably where, like, because um, obviously you have, you have issues with um, Mass Effect Andromeda. I think a lot of people do. Oh, it's a terrible game. It's it's an awful game. Um, the multiplayer was that's... good. That's the thing that bothers me. I had a lot of fun with the multiplayer, and I was like, "This is a Bioware game." Like, come on, guys. I mean, there was lots of problems with the multiplayer, but it kind of like gave me some bang for my buck because I played it. I didn't play the main story, yeah. and that's like so um, telling. Like, for for a Bioware for game. for me, for me, multiplayer is always like a cop out. Um, unless your game is a multiplayer game from the ground up. Oh, yeah. Because, like, all the fun that I have in multiplayer games is purely who I'm playing with. Um, I mean, this is just for me. I, I understand that a lot of people get a lot from oh, yeah. playing multiplayer and that's parts of fine. the game. Like... And that's what, that's what they enjoy, and that's fine. But for me, personally, um, th- like, multiplayer aspect of a game is purely, like, who I'm playing with. Um, so like I'll play any old trash with you. Um, I just will because I enjoy talking to you and I enjoy talking to you know people that we generally play with. Um, but like I always feel like things like that. Like um, I think um the Star Wars Old Republic MMO mm. is the prime example of this. Like I didn't enjoy that as a game. I tried to play it by myself. I just did not enjoy it as a game. Um. But when I was playing with some people that I enjoy playing games with, I enjoyed it because I was digging around being, you know, essentially Darth Maul running around going, Wah! <laughs> um, Like, that's fun. Um, but it's not fun because the game is fun. It's fun because I'm chatting to people yeah, and being like, exactly. I'm Darth Maul running around going, Wah! You get to be an idiot with your friends and that's fun. Yeah. It's your friends that are fun and, you know, your interactions with them. It's not, this game is fun. A multiplayer game that I do love, however, um, and it started with Halo 2, was Halo, obviously, because I said Halo 2. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with oh, that one. Um, what? When I was younger, I used to stay at Elena's house quite a bit. And mm-hmm. as I got older... And Stephen Plain just named him by his full name on the internet. Oh my god. Um or Also known as Battling Blaine. Google Battling Blaine. There Battling you go. Battling Blaine. He's not still called that anymore. He's called something else. What? Is he? No, no, he's called he Battling ha- Blaine now. He used to be called Halo Master 24-7. Which <laughs> kind of alludes right. to where I'm going with this. Um <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> sorry, Stephen. We love you very much. 
Um, Stephen, we do love you, and um, you're, but, you're my one of my favorite people. But so I used to end. stay in our cousin's house uh, quite a lot at the weekends because I was very good friends with Elena. Still am. Like I love Elena; she's fantastic. Uh, but her little brother Stephen, my younger cousin, uh, when he was very small, he discovered that he loved video games, and it's my house's fault again. Um, I don't necessarily think it's entirely our fault. Uh, He did used to play like an N64 or something at his nan's house. But um, when we got a PlayStation and he was very, very small, he used to want to come to our house. And we were like, oh, why do you want to come to our house, Stephen? He'd be like, to play Jumping Flash, (laughs) Uh, which is a fantastic game. I still, it's wonderful. Little Robot Bunny. So cool. I've I've Um, never heard of it, but I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, you should. But uh, anyway, so I used to stay at Lena's house quite a lot and Stephen, her younger brother, got an Xbox and that was the first time that I had ever seen Halo. Like, uh, I used to wake up in the morning really, really, really late and her two younger brothers, my two younger cousins, were up playing video games, like, at 7am. So I used to sit and watch them play whatever they were playing. It was, like, Red Alert and stuff. Um, And Halo. Halo was huge. So my only real impression of Halo was, oh, that's that game with the the guy and the armor and the gun and it's all sci-fi that Steven loves. And then my elder brother used to play online all the time. Like, and this was like the first sort of time I remember thinking, oh, you can play games with people on the internet. That's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So... It started off that me and Christopher would play uh, Halo 1 campaign mode together. Um, I don't think we ever finished it because I think I saved the game at a really, really bad point where anytime I reloaded it, we would die. Uh, it was awful. It was really, really bad. Also hilariously funny. Um, I couldn't stop laughing. I could breathe for laughing. I cannot drive a warthog in that game. Like I'm good with a needler, but do not let me drive <laughs> the warthog. Um, and then we kind of played a bit online together. Like, I think we started playing Halo 2 online together every so often. He played it way more than I did. I was too busy in my room writing sad poetry, um, or practicing a monologue for my drama. Um, I'm such a thespian. Then I started playing Halo 3 every so often with him when that came out. Um, Mm. I think Halo 3 is the like quintessential um, just about the time where I became aware of Halo. Perfect perfect game. Um and I was uh, again purely because I would be down at um your house or visiting, you know, Stephen um and obviously his family. Um and they would be playing Halo 3. Um and mm. I was like, "Whoa." And then I obviously would try and play it and be awful because what is this controller device yep. that I don't know how it works? Holy crap! This isn't a keyboard and mouse. How do I? How do um, I aim? I can't. I can't aim with this. This little 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 doobly doo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> doobly doo. Such a good word. Um. No. The the other thing about Halo Three that's kind of interesting is that when I first met Stuart, and this is another game I think I should talk about because it's had a massive impact on my life, and it's not a game that you would think I played. Um. I first met Stuart, he had a PlayStation 2 in his flat, and the PlayStation 3, I think, was just about to come out, so it was like kind of the end of the PlayStation 2's life cycle. Um, 
but all he played on it was Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, I was like, and where is she going with this? Yeah, Pro Evolution Soccer. And I hadn't played a football game since FIFA 1998 came out for the PS1. Um, and I never really played that seriously. I used to make green men and make them all like what they called nutters in the game. And then I used to score own goals on myself. And then my brother was like, you're not playing this with me ever again. <laughs> um, so like that was my only experience of a football game or as they say in America, soccer. Um, but <laughs> Stuart, when I started dating him, was like, well, if you're going to date me, you need to have a Pro Evo team. And I was like, what do you mean? Because, <laughs> like, there's football games uh, the football games and football teams. So I thought, like, oh, you have to pick, like, a, a country or a, you know, a club. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he talking about? No, 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 no. Makes pro evolution soccer teams from scratch using famous names and fictional characters. And everyone in the pro league has to make their own team. So I made this team and I had like Andre the Giant up front and um, Raven from the CBBC children's TV show, Raven Uh, and Goal. So good. Not to be confused with that other Raven TV show that was... No, we're talking about the game show on CBBC. Raven is going to save a goal. Sorry. Um, But (laughs) he, um, I had this team and I ended up loving that game. Like, we still play it. We He's still, like, making pro teams. Yeah. I still actually day. have to make my team. I, ha- I still haven't you done do. that. Um, um, I've got half a team. But there's something amazing about, you know, getting together with a group of friends, having a few drinks. Traditionally, we would eat KFC. Um, and just, like, playing a fictional football league. I don't care about sport. I do care about sports. I care a lot about hockey yeah i don't care about football um hockey is like in my heart right now and it's happening and it's hurting me but that's a topic for another day definitely a topic for another day um the other game in that vein that i remember i can't remember what it's called was it the the olympic swamp international track and field international track and field who will be the number one in the world first attempt sorry and that just reminds me of every time I would come down and visit your house, I would um, <laughs> be forced to play this game it's with your awful. family. I still love it, though. It's like... It's so it good. It was one of the first games that we ever got on the PlayStation 1. Like, we got Jumping Flash. We had we had uh, Ridge Racer. We had Battle Arena to Shinden. Ridge Racer. I don't know if you ever played that at our house. It was a fighting game, Battle Arena to Shinden. And it had the lady with the whip and the girl with the two daggers and this guy called Rongo who had a big, big... Oh, I couldn't tell Oh, you. God, it was great. So bad, though. Like, playing it now? No. Back then, oh my god, top tier game. Um, but yeah, so International Track and Field for the PlayStation 1 was one of the first games that we ever had. Um, and there's still a weird obsession with it. We all love it. We all know the buttons still. Like We all have our own trick. Like I used to put the bottom of my uh, sweater over my um, thumb. And when it was like the 100 meter sprint... It's like X and circle 
on the the PlayStation mm-hmm. controller, and I used to just like rub it with my jumper over my hands so that it would go really really fast. Um, yeah, I went for the sleeve over the, the sleeve. finger method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some um, people use like a ruler, that... like the, and they whack it. <laughs> yeah, not in my house. <laughs> I just heard about this. No, that'd be cheating. You can't have. Well, props. if you go too fast, it comes up on the screen and says using trick. I suppose. Do you remember when mm-hmm. um, controllers used to have like little like turbo buttons that would turbo that you'd like you'd flick it and you would um you'd press the button and it would just act as if you were pressing it repeatedly super fast yeah 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 because um on the amiga when i was a kid if it had a turbo button that was just press fire over and over again mm-hmm. i missed when it was called fire that's a great word for a button it's like press fire to continue Pew. something that needs to come back and I, I know we said at the start we weren't going to talk too much about nostalgia and stuff like this. Yeah, but it's video games. It's such a broad topic. But, we um, can probably do like seven episodes of video yeah. games. So and join us next by. week for an episode, no. video games episode two. No, um, light guns. Mm. Light gun games. Time, time crisis. Time. Oh my God. That was the first light gun game I ever played. And then after that was um, Point Blank for the PlayStation 1. Uh, I don't know if you ever played that. It was just a series of stupid mini games, um, light gun mini games. No, yeah, Christopher um, made me. Uh, he made me play a couple of of light gun games. Made you? Um, I say made me. I was a willing participant, but like, whenever I would go over, it would always be like either me and Matthew would do something, or Christopher would be like, "Right, here we go, game time," and it was great. Mm. It was great, and uh, we love Christopher for it because um, he is basically Christopher is incredibly kind. He I is, think is the my entire video game like childhood. Because as I said, I think yeah. I said earlier um, on another episode that um, every time I came down, Christopher would give me a game, the physical copy of a game, to take back up to Stornoway to then install, and you know. Uh, copy onto alcohol 52 and then the next time i came down which would be like months months, two years months it would either be the next like holiday so let's say i went down in the summer it wouldn't be until well it wouldn't be winter because we never went away for the winter holiday so it'd be the easter break before i went back down yeah with with the game um so it's so that's really like it's super kind i mean of course he could play the game because he had alcohol 52 as well but that's our one 20 or whatever it's called christopher family's tech guy except that christopher is like tech guy on steroids almost he knows everything about everything um something that i like to compare him to um i don't know if you're like aware on youtube there's this guy called linus tech tips oh yeah 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 i know linus tech tips um that reminds me of christopher so much (laughs) But I sit there going, Christopher could do that. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, Christopher, if Christopher thinks he can fix something, he'll try it. And if he doesn't do it, mm-hmm. he'll then learn how to do it. Like, yeah. And as I said, he's incredibly kind and generous. Like, if you've got a problem with something, he'll do his best to fix it. Even if he doesn't really know too much about it, he'll go and learn. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he doesn't get enough appreciation, I don't think, in the family. Like, he just... 
because he's fixed my computer a billion times now like in the last two years my computer started to go a bit downhill like i'm getting a new one this weekend that i have to build Ooh. for the first time by myself because of the pandemic um because as i said christopher just just to he'd come around he'd be like oh i've got a spare graphics card lying around i'll install that for you you know um so yeah and he's there for every single person in the family if they have a problem definitely if it wasn't if it wasn't for christopher i don't think i would have ever got into like tech in general mm. um and like his like willingness to just be like well here's what you gotta do i would never have like first of all taken my first computer to bits and put it back together and uh, i wouldn't have built my first pc and i wouldn't have um but i wouldn't be building my pcs just now um i wouldn't be like do you know what to the point where i wouldn't be willing to take my guitars to bits to set them up and like um rewire them mm. install new pickups and stuff because there's that mentality of like like that first step of in order to be able to do this i need to try to do it yeah as opposed to take it to some guy and pay them like you know 30 quid an hour to fix it he knows what he's doing he's a, a good and this has become the christopher appreciation podcast he deserves it though he's a good he's a good guy he does he deserves it like we'll 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 take like a little like just sound bite of that and we'll send that his way <laughs> <laughs> he's not listening to this podcast no there's way. no way he's sitting through all that garbage but, no no um i think um... to to kind of move on um the only the I'm not the only thing we can talk about. We can't talk about a video game podcast without, um, with us, without talking about Left 4 Dead. Oh God, Left 4 Dead. Do you know what's weird for me is that more modernly, like, Left 4 Dead is something I associate with you and it's something I associate with, like, playing on Discord with people and having a laugh and my little pony. Um, that's <laughs> yes. your fault, Callum. Oh God. <laughs> Um, but no, it's the same here. Like, if if somebody spoke to me and was like, "Okay, well, like, what sort of like modern games do you play?" I'm like, "Well, I play Left 4 Dead." <laughs> it's like that came out years ago. Um, but like, see, back in the day when Left 4 Dead first came out, we had an Xbox 360. We still do. We don't play it so much. Um, the only person that plays that is Luke, and that's only for Oblivion. Luke is my son. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, um, so we had an Xbox, uh, and this was back in, like, 2009. It was right after I first moved in with Stuart. Um, we used to play Left 4 Dead with people from work because we worked in the same office. That's not where we met. We just ended up working in the same place. Um, and we used to play Left 4 Dead with people from work, and it was so much fun. Um, and I didn't really know these people very well, but it was such mm -hmm. a laugh, you know? Um. And for years and years and years, like, after that, I was like, oh, I'd love to play Left 4 Dead again. We should play Left 4 Dead again. So I played a bit with my brothers every so often. Like, we didn't have a thing where we did it. But then, you know, as time went on and we started playing with you, it was something we played more and more often, you know? Uh-huh. I think at that point it's because it was something we all owned. And when we started, like, kind of, like talking more online and talking like in general more often um i didn't have the means to like buy games 
Um, yeah. So we we did tend to like if if I was online and about, we would play stuff that we all sort of just had anyway. Um, and Left for Dead was just one of those, and it was one of those things where I didn't play a lot of Left for Dead. Like I played like a little bit because when when Left for Dead came out, I was at that sort of age where I didn't care. Well, I didn't own any consoles, and all my friends had consoles where I had the the family pc and then eventually inherited the old family pc and when the family got a new pc um so nobody had the same um platform as me to play the games um so they were all playing left for dead on the xbox or whatever it was so the only times my experiences of left for dead and left for dead 2 or whatever was at other people's houses when they were like oh we're having a sleepover and we're gonna play left for dead or whatever um, so my only real, like, experience of enjoying Left 4 Dead is with, like, you and Stuart and your brothers and stuff. Um, it's a really good game. And I think the thing about it is that it still holds up. It really we holds up. We played it up. at my 31st birthday. I'm so old. Um, I'm not really... That's really young. In the grand scheme of things, 31. That's young. Yep, just saying that to make myself feel better. But, um, no... It still holds up. It's still so much fun to play Left 4 Dead with people. It's a fantastic game. Um, I know they released new content recently as well. Uh-huh. Um, like the fan-made thing. And I haven't tried it yet, but I'm gonna uh, really, really soon. Because uh, Left 4 Dead's just, just so much fun. It's such a laugh. Oh, speaking of games we play a lot recently, um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, which actually I've only, I've only played twice. Really? I played it quite a few times. You've played it quite a lot. It's because um, I think your brothers play it quite a bit, or you play it quite a bit with your brothers. Mm. Um, and just the past few times, I've just not been about. But um, I think like it's fun, and it's fun for like maybe an hour. <laughs> but there comes a point when you're playing Fall Guys where you have to switch it off. But I think that's really good. Like, it's just a game that you can play, like, you can play a couple of rounds, and that's fine. You know, it doesn't take you too long, doesn't take too much time out of your day, but it's always fun. It's always really, really stupid fun. This is, um, there's a sort of trend right now, um, for, for that style of game, where you can jump in and play, like, a few rounds of this, and then leave, mm. and be done with it. So, like, Fall Guys, obviously, you've got, um... I mean, we've like as as a family have played a lot of the the Jackbox games. Oh, I love Jackbox TKO particularly. But again, you 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 maybe play three rounds of that and you're like, oh, can't can't do anymore. But it's fine because mm-hmm. you had a, a good laugh. The thing is, is that recently, obviously, like I laugh a lot. I'm someone who finds a lot of things funny. I have a really dumb sense of humor. I can make myself laugh, but. Seed Rawful and TKO in particular, in terms of like Jackbox games, uh-huh. I do proper belly laughing. Like it's it it's hurts. like painful laughing. Yeah, it hurts. You get to the point where everything hurts, and you're like, I. But it's too uh, funny, uh, and you can't stop. Um, and I think that um games like that, which are built on the basis that. Uh, going back to um it's not the game it's the people you're playing with. yeah exactly and it's games that enforce that it's like okay well we're just going to bring out the people 
um and they're just stupid senses of humor in like a really simple game but we're gonna build like on this basis we're gonna just like you know these are the people so we're just gonna like there you go here is a blank slate to make the people that you hang out with laugh by being yourself oh it's great though it's, it's genius. so good utter genius um one of the few games that your mother approves of that's right mum my mother is um I don't want to say anti-video game, but um, she's not the biggest fan of video games, and I don't think she approved of many of like my infatuation with playing video games as a child. But uh, when we played um, a bunch of Jackbox games um, with her, she loved it. Um, oh, to the point where actually we did that recently. Um, myself, uh, mum, dad, Shannon, and... Um, Neve, I think we're all in the same room. We're just sat down. I was like, "Oh, we'll stick some Jackbox games on," and she was like, "Oh, is that the thing that we played at your auntie Margaret's?" Yeah, and it was hilarious, brilliant. It always is. Like I can play uh, Drawful with my in-laws. Last Christmas we played with uh, Stuart's mom and dad, and they're not people who play games, right? They're mm-hmm. not even people who watch films that often. They watch films every now and then. They'll watch TV programs, but yeah. Um, we play Jackbox games with them and it was so funny. Like, as I said, they're not really people that play video games. I think Stuart's dad used to play with Stuart when he was a little boy. Uh-huh. And they were quite competitive with each other. So I think, like, you could probably convince Stuart's dad to play a video game. But, yeah, they're not people who would do that by themselves. So the fact that we managed to convince them to play it and the fact that they loved it and it was hilariously funny. Um, yeah, fantastic. And like the other thing is they, they have uh, kid safe modes. So I can play with my kids too. And it's just stupid, dumb fun. Actually, um, obviously, it's only my older son that plays because my younger son is just a bab. Um, a little bubba. A little bubba. Um, Bab. But yeah, some of the ones that he comes out with are just absolute belters like so funny um and it's just great it allows you to be creative as well a little bit Mm -hmm. um no it's just good it's good oh oh speaking of party games and this is probably where we're gonna have to wrap up after i finish yeah we're kind of like just approaching like end time yeah yeah. um the yog oh we played that at new year remember Do do you know what that was like, I knew I was going to enjoy the Yog. Oh, I, I heard about the Yog. Like, I knew it existed because it's existed for years and years and years. Like, I'd seen people I like online play it, but I'd never played it I myself. I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Oh, I wanted to play it again and again and again. There is a video. I think you should probably actually tweet it on the on the Inverus Twitter if you can find it. But there's a video of me and <laughs> and we're um... reading the epilogue in unison, <laughs> and it's so good. That I mean, the entire game, the writing in that game is just phenomenal. It's really mm. good, and it's engaging, and but like some of the choices you make you don't think about and you don't think about it for the whole game and then at the end you're like holy crap Whoops. wait no <laughs> oh, why why 
It's so um, good. So good. It's so well. It's so well done. It's such a well done game. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite New Year's actually. Oh, that was a fantastic New Year. We all just sat around playing video games and chatting and watching stuff and yeah. Like I would 100% do that again except that there's a pandemic going on. With the pandemic and stuff like that, and I think there has just been this big rise in like social um, party games, essentially. Do you think that when um, when this all calms down, that there'll be like an even bigger boom of people just going back to all these party games? Or do you think, like as like COVID's going on, developers like currently are just going to be making like lots of more single-player type games, or more online based like things like among us um or stuff like that are are people going to like follow these trends or are they going to try and do something different i think the pandemic will have an effect i don't quite know what that is i think we'll have to wait and see Mm. what happens what i think's weird is that we went through a phase of having like pandemic themed stuff just before this happened like because there was the whole thing with the like the walking dead was a big deal left for dead came out um we had that whole zombie thing like i was reading zombie literature uh maybe 2011 2012 2013 uh and i think it's weird that that happened and then like a decade later we're in a pandemic guys because there's that board game pandemic as well that came out about the same time i actually don't know if that actually came out i own it it's a lot of fun, actually. Funny thing, I got an advert for that today. Uh, I was watching just YouTube videos, and um, they were like, "Oh, Pandemic the board game." I was like, "Why are you advertising this?" I mean, that's a really old <laughs> board game, and why are you advertising this now? First of all, I can't play with anyone. <laughs> I get that we're in a pandemic, but come on. Um, no, but my point was going to be that I think. Things go through trends and things go through phases. It's like when Halo came out, there were like a billion, um, you know, first person shooters that were on the market that were like really big deal. Mm. Um, Actually, I think the best Call of Duty came out then as well. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, I think was the best, in my opinion. I don't really like Call of Duty though. Um, But video games do go through phases. So I think we will start to see like a lot more of these Fall Guys style things where, you know, it's a party game, essentially. Um, short, short, sharp stuff you can play with people online really quickly. Um, but overall, I'm actually really fascinated to see where video games go in terms of theming. Uh-huh, definitely. Because as I said, we went through that phase of zombie stuff. There were zombies and pandemics everywhere. You know, Dead Island's another one. The other thing I'm fascinated to see, because obviously I have a kid who's been born during all of this, um, I'm fascinated to see what kind of media they consume and what kind of things they make. Um, I mean, I'm interested in that anyway, because I have kids, I think. <laughs> like, I want to know what sort of stuff has impacted them enough to make cool stuff in the future, like where their creativity goes. But I definitely 100% think that this pandemic will have an impact on what people are putting out there. Um, I don't know what that's going to be yet, but it will have Mm -hmm. some kind of, um, you know, thing. (laughs) Words. I use them and I'm good at them. I I guess to finish off then, in like a few sentences, what would be 
the perfect game that someone could make for you right now? Uh, it's got to have good characters and, like, be fun to play. That's it. <laughs> Literally, it's that easy. <laughs> if I like the characters in the game, I will stick with it. Um, because that's ultimately what got me into Origins. Uh, because I I first played Origins in nine. Stuart bought it for himself, and I was like, I'll have a go at this because I was in the house by myself. Um, and what hooked me on it was the characters, like Zevran. Zevran, oh my god, when I first met Zevran, I was like, right, you're my new favourite. Uh, and then in my second playthrough, I just romance Zevran. I romanced Alistair the first time, but like, that was a mistake. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, the point is, because this was only meant to be a few sentences, characters, just give me good characters. Because I think being able to interact with characters in a video game is far more compelling for me I love a good TV show, don't get me wrong. Like, I love characters in TV as well, but in video games, I just need that character-driven narrative coupled with some kind of good gameplay. And that's what Bioware's doing right now, and that's why I'm a big Bioware fan, you know? Now it's your turn, Callum. For me, I think it's going back to the Bioware thing. If you can create... Uh... Do you know what? Even just like remove the importance of the character that you're playing or the main character, um, and just create like a world or a universe that feels like that that actually exists in the game, as opposed to nothing's going to happen because I am the main character and nothing happens unless I progress the story. Um, yeah, that I want that back. Um, I I feel like there's. A lot of games that I've tried playing in a single-player environment... Actually, do you know what? New Doom was a good example of that, where I enjoyed playing Doom. Um, I say New Doom. It's not that new anymore. But I enjoyed playing it, but it was just an exercise of killing zombies to like just chill out for yeah. like 20 minutes. Um, bring back the, the living, breathing universe or world that you can... like just like sit back and like go whoa which is why i keep okay. going back to kotar um um last question last okay. last last question what game do you want to play that you haven't played yet oh Ooh. i'll answer first you go first you i need to think i haven't played any of the witcher games and i feel like i should i've watched the witcher tv show and i loved it so i want to play the games go um my answer is a cop-out. Just do it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I was going to say Dragon Age 2, but... <laughs> cheating. You haven't finished That's Origins cheating. yet. I haven't, I haven't finished Origins. I've barely started Origins. I was like, I wish I hadn't barely started so I could just say Dragon Age. But um, do you know what? Actually, I think uh, I would love to sit and play through the Bioshock games bioshock because i haven't ah you should yeah i agree with that i own them all i own them all because like you know steam sale that one time and i've like sat in the menu of um the first bioshock so i think that the next thing on my hit list is to play bioshock okay 
or Half-Life 3 when it comes out, you know. Mm. <laughs> Lol, <laughs> never. Uh, anyway, Jura, 10-year-old, out of 10, go. Uh, I am going to give it an 8. I'll say a 7. I like it. It's not my favourite, but it's smooth. It's drinkable. Uh, too drinkable. I am a little bit like wee. But, um, I'm very wee. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> wee. But yeah, it's a nice whiskey. I like it. It's, it's, do you know what? It, I might actually, I'll, I'll knock down half. I'll go 7.5 because it's so easy to drink. Too easy. Too easy. Um, I had a couple more than I anticipated on having. So, yeah. Uh, 7.5. It's very nice. Um, I would recommend. Um, maybe get yourself if you're by yourself, get yourself a smaller bottle. Oh, I bought the giant bottle as well. I bought the giant <laughs> I bottle. I have so too. much I like, whiskey, and I'm not gonna drink it. Um, I well, that's alright. It I just well gets better time. if you just leave yeah, it, right? Yeah. Um, Called aging. We can just add, like, you can just like tipex or I guess paint black. Um, the zero on the ten, and just keep adding like the next number. That on doesn't it. count. It's not in it. barrels. Anyway, ah, nobody knows. On that note, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Inverus on the old Twitter.com. The oldie Twitter.com. Yeah. Um, why not follow me on Twitter at Callum Blaine? I think there you go. Started. Why not follow me on Twitter? At brave underscore burb. There we go. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Who happens to be watching, even if it's daytime. <laughs>